Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 4, Gnana Karma, Sannyasa Yoga, Yoga of Renouncing Actions in Knowledge. So, so far we have learned in Bhagavad Gita that the sole goal of any being is happiness. And happiness we find as absence of unhappiness. As long as there is unhappiness somewhere, I cannot be happy. Cold is defined as Absence of heat is cold. Darkness is defined as absence of light is darkness. Happiness is defined by lack of unhappiness. So my true nature is actually happiness, but the infusion of unhappiness creates this state. In Shastra it's called kakadrasti. A crow is flying over a garden and everything else is beautiful underneath. But Crow is not focusing on all the beautiful flowers. He's focused on the caracas which is lying in that garden. That's where he goes. So our kakadrasti is, we don't focus on what is right in our life. We focus on what is wrong in our life. So we have to get out of this habit of seeing what is not right in my life. So what we try to do is keep searching for happiness rather than avoiding unhappiness. The search of happiness leads us to believe that my actions will get me to happiness. So we act in this world to achieve happiness. But these actions also lead me to unhappiness. There is no one in this life who really wants to become unhappy. And still we end up becoming unhappy by our own actions. So therefore we need to understand what the actions are all about. So the one thing we learned is, I can live without actions. Because actions is the very nature of my own being. One of the attributes of Prakriti is action, rajas. So actions I cannot avoid, that's given. Now how can I avoid actions which give me unhappiness? Well, again, when I am performing actions, there is not a single action I perform because I want to be unhappy. Well, let me do something that makes me unhappy. Let's see how it feels like. There is no curiosity about unhappiness. But I still end up being unhappy. That's because I am not understanding what actions are all about. So we learned in chapter 3 what actions are all about. The first thing we learned is Yagnarthat, Karmano, Anyatra, Lokoyam, Karma, Bandhanaha. All actions are binding if they are not performed for the yagna, common good. If I'm doing it for myself, they're binding. So now I am in a conundrum. I want to act because that's what's going to make me happy. But also I'm not confident that my actions will make me happy. So there got to be a way to get out of this conundrum of acting and reacting, then acting again. The Bhagavan said, yes, there is a yoga. The yoga of knowledge. When the knowledge takes place that I am not the actor, 
you will be released from this bondage of actions. Because you are not performing the actions, you cannot be bound by it. So that is Gnana Karma Sanyasa Yoga. Yoga of renouncing actions in knowledge. When knowledge takes place, that I am not the actor. Guna Gune Suvartantaha Iti Matvana Sajjade. We learned that in chapter 3. Qualities of my body, mind and intellect and qualities of rest of the universe. When they come in contact with each other, they react with each other. Hydrogen and oxygen, when they are two independently standing, there is no water. When they come together, they create water. We also work in this world the same way. By ourselves, we are not reacting to anything. As soon as we come in contact with another being or an object, we react. There was sometimes we had a good chemistry with him. What do you mean good chemistry? For well, no reason I like him. And with no reason I dislike him. Guna Guneshvartanta. I detect gunas in him or her. Maybe physical, mental, intellectual, something which I like. Something we find common, we like that. So therefore, these actions are all bound by gunas, but we consider it to be ours. So Bhagavan said that one who is understanding this, he will not be attached to the actions. Iti he doesn't get attached. But how do I get to that point that I don't get attached? I have to have knowledge who I am. So this chapter starts with Bhagavan said, I taught this yoga to Vivaswan. Then the Vivaswan taught to Manu. Then Manu taught to Ikswaku. And thus, by lineage, the knowledge was passed on to generation to generation. But now because the long time has passed, the knowledge is lost. Obviously, Arjuna's question, when was Vivaswan? And you are now telling me that you taught them. Vivaswan and Manu, from a genealogical point of view, we know that they are Krishna's ancestors. Vivaswan's son was Manu, who time of Pralaya saved his family and seven receives. And then Manu's descendants, Manu's son was Ikswaku. So Vivaswan taught his son Manu, Manu taught his son Ikswaku. And Ikswaku we know is Rama's ancestor, who established the kingdom in Ayodhya. And somewhere about 36 generations, Rama comes. Manu has 10 sons. One of them was the ancestor of Krishna. Somewhere in the 60th generation, Krishna comes. So you, see, you are telling me that you are teaching all your ancestors, even if you don't consider this one a son. So then Bhagavan said, Bahuni me vyatitani janmani tavacharjuna. Tani aham veda sarvani, natvam veta parantapa. This is not the only life that you and I know. Arjuna, you know me in this life as Krishna. But I have taken so many births before, and so did you. The only difference is I know them all. This is a very bold presentation of concept of reincarnation. It was not that it was not introduced before, it was introduced in chapter 2. Vasansi jirinani yatha vihaya navani gurunati naroparani. We have already seen that this self is immutable, imperishable. It just takes from one state of existence 
to another. Depending on, we know from our study of Bhagavad Gita, by karma actions. Our actions create experiences in this world. These experiences create tendencies. These tendencies create likes and dislikes and desires. And to fulfill those desires, we take a next state of existence. So my desire was to become a rock star, then obviously I learn music and then march on that path. But he said, we won't remember how we got here. But the one who is very aware of this transitory nature of things, he will remember all of them. All of us remember dreams, right? But I don't remember all my dreams. But let's assume that if I was so enlightened about keeping connected myself to my dream world, then I would know all my dreams. See, right now I'm only connected to my waking world and sporadically I'm connected to my dream world. So I remember some dreams here and there, but not all of them. Waking world, I think I remember everything. I think. I remember. Then somebody says, but Neil, you did this. No, I don't remember. You can ask me now. I'll forget almost everything she says I did. She said, you did this. For some reason, women are very historical. They remember everything. From the day I met Meena till today, she remembers everything that I did not do right. <laughs> and I don't remember any of that. But you remember what she didn't do right. No, I don't know. <laughs> so we have very, what you call it is a, a convenient memory. But at least I'm connected to the waking world. If I'm disconnected, then I will have to have psychiatric valuation because I don't remember who I am and all the good stuff. If you imagine that as I'm connected to the waking world, if I'm also connected to my dream world, then also my deep sleep, then I will remember everything. But for that, I have to be a third party, not involved in it. So assume that there is a recording device which is recording everything which is going in my brain. It will record everything. See, that's why when we see some of the recordings of our own childhood. We get fascinated. How can that be? Did I look like that? So we have a memory which is very specific to time and space. This time and space we are in, this is what we remember as the reality. But if there is some way we can connect all our reality, then we will have a, a complete view. Now Bhagavan said that you and I both have the capability to know that. But because of ignorance, that who I am has created smaller memory. More I identify with the localized situation, more I'll forget about my greater situation. Some of my friends still write me every year. And I have forgotten most of them because my nature is to wherever I am. Now I'm in Richmond, these are my friends and my family. More I identify with Richmond, more I'll forget my friends in Northern Virginia and Houston and Nairobi and Zambia and India. But some people keep remain connected because they never belong to where they are. They might ask somebody and say, well, what are you doing? Well, you know, we go to Northern Virginia every weekend. So why? We have all of our friends there. They are not connected here. They are more connected there. If I also don't get attached to my present situation so firmly, I probably will have the overall view. 
But we are so attached to and identified with this body, mind and intellect as I am today that I forget who I was before. But one who remains detached to this body, mind and intellect and see that as my instrument. I remember all my cars. Right from the, we can say, what is the first car? All the security question has there. I have to remember, what was my first car? Because if I forget the next time I ask the security question, I won't be able to answer it. I remember all my cars because I'm completely detached from them. I don't really have much attachment to them anymore. So Bhagavan said, I remember them all because I lived through all of them without any attachment. He can ask any security question, Bhagavan. What was the 64th birth? He can say that. Bahuni me vyatitani janmani tavacharjuna. You and I both have spent many, many births. The difference is you live through them as attached to each one of them. The moment you leave one, get attached to another one, you lost the connection with the last one. But I remain detached all throughout, so I remember them all. Tani ham veda sarvani. Swamiji says, even Arjuna could have said the same thing. Had he not been identified with his situation so gravely, therefore he cannot fight this battle. But Krishna very detached way say, let's go. So you and I will have the same situation. We have so many experiences we have gone through. But we only remember conveniently what makes us feel good or what really scared us, so we can avoid them. So Bhagavan said, this is not the only existence that you and I know. Then what is the reality of my being is ajaha api. I am unborn. The ajaha api, I am unborn. Ajaha api san avyayatma. Bhutanam isvaro api san. He gives his identification, how he identifies himself. Somebody asked Neil, who are you? I'll give my life story. I was born in Surat, then I went to architecture school, then I did this, then I started this form, then I'm doing this. Bhagavan said, none of this. Ajahapiyam, I was unborn. Avyayatma, imperishable, immutable, no change ever took place. In our case, changes took place. See my photo on my website, on NBJ's website, I look much younger. Because it was younger photograph. I'm constantly changing. Bhagavan says, Avyayatma. We also like, if I wish I could look exactly the way I looked in the photograph in 93, Bhagavan says, I'm Avyayatma. That which did not change in me is who I am. Bhutanam Isvaropisan, and I'm the Lord of all the beings. All the beings call themselves who they are because I function through them all. The same self which makes me say, I am. The same self makes you say, I am. Everyone says, I am. So that I am is common through all. There are no various selves in each one of us. The one self functioning through all of us. We identify with this body and say, this, this I am, I am, I am. The Bhagavan said, Bhutanam Isuropisan. All beings call their, themselves I am because of me, because I function through them, the self. Prakritim Swam Adhisthaya. The ruling over my own prakriti, prakriti nature. When I'm in public, what do I do? I present myself by controlling my own prakriti. 
it is only in front of your spouse you can control yourself. That's where your real prakriti comes out. But otherwise, I can I can control my prakriti. So I don't get angry in front of everybody, even though I'm angry inside. Prakritim swamadeshtaya. By having the lordship over my own prakriti, sambhavami atmamayaya. I come into being through my own maya. Maya is a very interesting concept in Vedanta. We learnt in Tathvabodh when we talked about maya. Yama sa maya. That which is not but appears to be that is maya. So from our day-to-day perspective, illusion. We all love magic. Right from the childhood, we all love magic. You know why? Oh, they make you see things which does not exist. Say so he takes a rabbit from a hat or a coin from his hand. Something which seems not possible, but they make it happen. So we all as adults know it's nothing but illusion. There is nothing called magic really in this world. It's all illusion. It's all tricks. But it's still we are so fascinated by it. So when we see David Copperfield, he doesn't come anymore, so most of you don't even know him, but I know him because he was a great magician when I came to this country. David Copperfield used to make this Statue of Liberty vanish. Now we get completely fascinated by what happened to the Statue of Liberty. Oh, he made it vanish. Well, if he can really do that, the whole United States Army will be after him, isn't it? But no, even President of the United States pretty happily watching in his home. Because we know it's nothing but an illusion. But we don't know how. But David Copperfield is in a complete control of his maya. He knows what the illusion is. He makes that appear in front of you or vanishes in front of you. He is the mayapati. And we are under the spell of maya. So he's the magician. And we are just the spectators. And we are just, you know, slave of his illusion. So we say, oh, it's gone. Now he makes it reappear. Bhagavan says the same thing. Sambhavami atma mayaya. I present myself in this world through my own maya. Ajahapi, I never take birth in the first place. Avyayatma, I never mutate to something else. The snake which I was seeing was the rope. But that same rope, I am now seeing its snake by my own ignorance. But that rope never became snake because it was immutable. From that perspective, the rope was immutable. Right? Ajahapi, the snake was never born. But I see the rope and the snake created by my own ignorance. The maya was created by my own ignorance. So Bhagavan said, my maya, through my own prakriti, I come into this world of beings time and again. Because this world is nothing but maya in the first place. The beings who think they are individual from each other is because of maya. Because of Maya, I consider this is to be me, that's to be her, and that's to be him. When the Maya is removed, I know there is nothing but the one single entity exists. There is no plurality. Only singularity. But I see as plurality because of my ignorance, because I am under the spell of Maya. Once I get out of the spell of Maya, I become Mayapati. Now I see the same reality as David Copperfield says. There was a show where they were revealing all those magics. I don't know whether you remember. 
And then there were all these magicians protested against him. So how can you have the show when all of our secrets are gone? Because once the secret is revealed, there is no illusion. Bhagavan said, I can reveal that secret to you. By what? By Gnana. When that Gnana takes place, Maya is dispelled. When Maya is dispelled, all the sorrows are gone. There is no worry about where the Statue of Liberty has gone now. We know it was always there, is there, and will be there. It was the in-between illusion which this Mayapati created that I couldn't see that Statue of Liberty. Prakritim Swamadi, by presiding over my own Prakriti, my own nature, which is omnipresent. Sambhavami Atma Mayaya. I present myself to the world, uh, become part of this world using my own Maya. That Maya which creates this manifest world, using the same Maya as the Ishwara himself, I present myself as an avatara. So avatara is always in the control of his own Maya. The one who puts up a disguise, he is in his control of his maya. So he knows who he is. This is a disguise he has taken. But somebody who does not know who he is, he is under the spell of maya. So when we take the birth, we are all avatars. Avatarati the avatar, that which descends. From the higher state to the lower state is avatara. So we are all basically part of Brahman alone. Ishwara, he is the only one exist. But Ishwara then creates this world of Prakriti. But we are in the spell of Maya and therefore we do not remember. So Arjuna, you don't remember them all. Because you are under the spell of Maya. Out of our own ignorance, we get grounded into this reality which I consider real. That this is me, this body is me, this mind is me, this intellect is me. Now that I'm grounded in this reality, I lose control with the reality which was before this body came into existence. Therefore, he said, I remain in control of my maya and I present myself. So now the question is, why does he have to do it? The world is continuing as he has created. Why does he have to come? take a special manifestation or special presentation of himself. So he has to have some cause and some desire. No action takes place without desire. Even Bhagwan have to have desire to become something other than his omniscient, omnipotent being, ajaha. He says, yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyutthanam adharmasya here is the situation where I decide I need to present myself in a very special way. The world exists as nothing but me. But it is bound by its own laws which I created as the Ishwara. That's what we call it Dharma. Dharma. Everything and being has its own characteristics and its own Dharma in this world, by the creator 
oxygen will be always be oxygen no matter which country you are in hydrogen will behave exactly the same as hydrogen no matter what planet you are so guna dharma is what is given to the prakriti so everything in the nature actually works as per those guna dharma there is nothing the sun never rise on the west side spring doesn't come before winter except the human beings have free will everything in this nature works as per dharma there is no really have to have a regulating principle other than nature itself except the human beings they evolved themselves from an amoeba to where we are we with our own efforts have evolved to a point where we have free will so now we are slightly different than rest of the universe all the other beings in the world are guided by and regulated by natural laws lion never becomes vegetarian no matter how hard he tries elephant will never become carnivorous after all these years since they evolved into elephant they never thought that it may be easier to eat meat neither lion thought that in bad times why do i have to work hard let me eat grass they go by their own instincts which are in line with the laws of nature but we evolved with a free will so then i have to say well, i'm sorry i'm a vegetarian so which restaurant are we going to go because we have free will we have a choice so that free will should accelerate my evolution from manhood to godhood but the same free will also misguides me and make me do things which are not in line with my dharma See, so when that happens, O Bharata, in this case, Bharata is addressed to Arjuna, not the country Bharat, by the way. So, O Arjuna, when yada yada hi dharmasya gnanir bhavati, by misusing my free will, I now acting in complete contradiction to what my dharma should be. So, I was given this free will to accelerate my evolution. i'm using it to devolve myself from where i have come abhyutthanam adharmasya more and more people in the society acting in contrary to their dharma so the rise of adharma everybody is cheating if i don't cheat i will not be the part of the mainstream when you go to india no matter how disciplined you are here standing in line देर यू गोजा ना भाई भाई जल्दी जल्दी चढ़ी जाओ बस में धक्का मुक्की अहिया नहीं चाले सो दे विल टीच यू इट वॉन्ट वर्क हियर दैट यू स्टैंड इन लाइन और गिव समबडी I was watching one of those internet videos people post. I think it's phenomenal. If you watch all those videos, your lifetime will go into that. You know, but once in a while, I end up clicking on one—the one about the ambulance. That how the ambulances are treated on a, in a traffic in a foreign country, and it just literally say foreign country, and then say 
And this is how it is treated in India. That the ambulance guy will constantly, you know, have the siren going and all that, but makes no effect on the guy ahead of him. And I have personal experience because I was taking my mother and all the people who got injured from Ambaji to Surat. They have no effect of what the ambulance does. Because the guy who is in front of you, he thinks that that's a way of life, you know. Ambulance always blare their horn. That doesn't mean that I have to move out of my way. Now here we hear that and we panic and move on to the one side. Everybody moves on one side. There, because that's a way of life here. There the way of life is, that's okay. He will find his way. I need to continue what I'm doing. So when that happens, when adharma rises to a level that it becomes dharma, is a natural to all beings, tat atmanam srujami aham, then I as the moderating principle present myself as an avatara. Anytime when something is not in line with its, its true nature, then it will be moderated by the, by the laws of nature. That's why the water seeks its own level. If I put water in a container which is not large enough, then it will flow out. So Bhagavan said that as the omnipresent Lord, my own prakriti, when it is violated by the beings of the prakriti, I present myself as the redeemer, the realigning principle, as a person, as an element, as an event. I come and set things right. With that, we'll stop here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om